Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 19th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan! I'm doing uh, wonderful. It is uh, another major day. I thought it was uh, a nice close to, you know, somewhat of a dull start of the day. But um, good to see us through uh, two rounds on time. I think that's the biggest thing, on time. We've got a nice, uh, you know, it's not bleeding into tomorrow. And, uh, you know, a compelling leaderboard. Make it a Friday night cut. What a novelty. They don't do that on the PGA Tour very much. You know, you, you risk kind of, you know, uh, having to renegotiate TV contracts if you finish on, you know, at 10 minutes early on Sunday. So they, they try to bleed everything over. But yeah, we are on time. I'll note we're joined by Young Joseph. Young Joseph Lamagna, frequent friend of the program, contributor to the Fried Egg, full swing thoughts, shotgun start. You've been a guest here recently a couple times. Um, we were talking about maybe just ignoring the major and, and giving some postmortem full swing thoughts, uh, a full swing thoughts takes. But uh, Joseph, thank you for joining us. How, how are you finding the uh, major championship so far? Yeah, thanks for having me, Brendan and Andy. I'm actually have like I'm really enjoying this major. I, I think this is a really fun PGA. So pretty excited to get into it and talk about it. It's a little surprising for me to hear Andy call the action today dull because I actually thought it was pretty action-packed and enjoyed it but i'm eager for you to unpack that a little bit i was i'm, I'm more aligned with him but these first couple days at like us open open even at great courses or, or with a lot of they're just long they're really really long and you're gonna have some sort of just kind of slog stretches i feel like no matter the player or the 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 stage I agree with him. I thought it was pretty dullish, slow, slower, and then it really picked up a little bit in the last, I don't know, two to three hours, salvaged a little bit. So, uh, Andy, why do you think it was dull? Well, I think one of the things I just, I I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of uh, agreement and contradicting opinions on my, uh, my setup talk, but I think the setup is one that like yesterday, listen, like the agronomy has been amazing. Um, You know, but, yesterday it was it was nice to watch it it's like oh the ball's bouncing everything but then you just realize it's so narrow that the ball just bounces into rough you know (laughs) over and over again and i think like one of the things about this the setup which i'm i you see these guys like the i saw justin rose is the first player to hit less than seven fairways to be like wherever he was when he finished (laughs) Mm -hmm. you saw rory has basically hit no fairways he's in the he's in the mix like it you can't hit the fairway so it's just like kind of like a competent i think sky shuffler's hit a lot of fairways but yeah like if you play great you might hit nine fairways and i don't how think wide that, are we talk go ahead i just with i mean the functional wideness with the firmness is is nothing right 
And right. these these fairways, like everybody wants to talk about, oh, this is how Donald Ross designed this. Fuck that. That's not how Donald Ross designed it. <laughs> it's in Oak Hill's book. They're 60 yards wide. And all of a sudden, the golf course makes a lot more sense when you have that width. I'm not saying go all the way to 60 yards, you know, if you if you if you're afraid of that. But like, give me 35. Give me, you know, the thing about this golf course is it would just get more compelling with more space because there are these really cool tuck pins that you could all of a sudden access if you're in different spots of the fairway. Right now, it's like just hold on and pray that the ball ends up in the fairway, which, you know, to a certain extent has some compelling nature to it. But like once the ball's in the rough, I kind of like to zone out because it's like, okay, he's going to chop it out to the front of the green. And that sucks. Okay. So that's dull. It's dull because there's too much, too many outcomes where it's just going in the rough and all you can do is kind of push it up well, there where you can negating these features so, around. So the it's like, or, or challenging. if you think about it, right. If you think about like what makes Augusta really great, it's like shot a it's like did he hit a good tee shot and it's like check mark then he can attack right here mm-hmm. it's like but if he's out of position it's like can he hit a great recovery shot he could still attack but you know he's in a bad spot right here if you don't hit a great shot off the tee there's no question as to what's going to happen next right or or if it's like just slightly less than great but still good. Exactly. That's the other thing about it is like oh like I missed the fairway by a foot and it's 20 yards wide which is absurd how wide it is in the first spot. I miss it by a foot and I'm just chopping it out and the guy that actually hit it into the into the crowd is in a better spot because it's trampled down. So, so Joseph I, I totally, why do you look, disagree? I, I totally agree with that. This is not a brand of golf that I like, but I think this is one of the better versions of that brand of golf. Like we've seen this so many times before and I've always found it duller. I thought Beth Page was duller. I thought Winged Foot was duller. My expectations for this week were really low and I've been pleasantly surprised by how some of the approach shots have played. And I'm not a fan of this golf course, but I think just based on the the characters that are in the mix this weekend, it's setting up to be really fun. I, I agree. I don't love the style of, of, of the golf course. Tee shots are absurd right now. You just need to bash driver. No one's going to hit the fairway. Like that's the strategy. So I don't like that. But I, again, I, I think this is shaping up to be a fun weekend. Oh yeah. And I think, Where? I think the thing that it's doing is compressing everything. Because it's impossible to play like extraordinarily great. The thing I, I'm thinking about with this golf course is like, you know, and this isn't, but like, what's the low number of a guy playing well? And what's the high number if they, if the wheels come off? To me, it kind of feels like it's like 66 to 74. Versus if you were at Augusta, it's like 63 to 78. Because there could be a I don't car crash. I think it's higher than 74 out here. I yeah, I would push a little higher than that. I think you can very quickly shoot a, like a thirty nine or something, really get away from you, uh, or a forty. Even I think we've seen that a few times over. Um, but yeah, I, I get your point that it, we are compressing. Certainly, the no one, the best player, the guy who's playing the best, you're not going to have 
like you have in past PGAs, more re- recent PGAs with a Brooks Kepka type at Beth Page getting six, seven shot leads. Um, it does not seem like that's going to happen. It does not seem that there's going to be a 64 or something like that. Um, uh, it, it's more kind of just hang on and, and try to make like three to four birdies and no bogeys, you know, one bogey. I think like I think it, this thing's wide open. I think one of the things too that like it, it I have thought about a lot um, and was thinking about today is like, you know what? Like this is kind of nice being different, right? LACC is going to skew more towards like that Augusta style, right? This is just this, this execution test of the year. And this is, it's just not my cup of tea, right? Some people love execution yeah. tests. I don't like Randall. So, you know, that's, that's part of like, I was thinking about that too, is that it does give the, the PGA a nice little like identity of this year. Um, and the open will be the open, right? You know, it, it gives the majors kind of distinct identities, but I'm not, I'm just not a fan of this type of golf. Why is LACC not an execution test? It is. It's just more than that. It's also other things. I like why, why, I think there's like just why more, is this an ex- it's going to be an execution. It's every every event is an execution test, right? Sure. But at LACC, okay. you have to use your mind, right? You might have differing yeah. strategies. There's different ways to play holes. As Joseph alluded to, this golf course right now is just about taking your driver out and hitting it as far as you can because, like, you're probably not hitting the. You're not like I love that Justin Rose tee shot that I put on Twitter that everybody reacted to, right? Like people are like, oh, lay back with a three iron. Oh, lay back with three iron. He's still probably going to miss the fairway with the three iron. Hundred yeah. percent. The the announcers haven't done it a ton, but there's been a little bit of, oh, he should just take less than driver off the tee here. That we're past that, right? If it's 2023 and you still think that's the right strategy, like you are behind the times. The only way well, the golf ball is stopping, like you almost need to think about some of these fairways as cart paths. The rough is stopping it. So if you go fire a hard iron off of one of these tees it's just not going to go as far and you're going to be subject to some of the same hairy lies that people are getting that are wider off so it's, yeah. it's not the strategy and would you rather Where be I would, would you rather be in this thick rough with a nine iron or a or five iron yeah. right right, right. Yeah. where i would say it's been a little dull for me is in the similar vein and maybe it's part and parcel with the first problem because so many of these balls are coming for the rough is like Every time I look up, I feel like a guy is just like sending it through the green and it's stopping in the rough behind the green. Now, there are some runoff areas. There are some draw. Like for me, it just feels like every shot is just sort of flying through the green because they're coming probably from rough often from fairway rough. And that's the shot. You're just throwing it up there where you can. It just feels like, all right, his went through the green and, uh, He's got to chip it out. He's got to kind of pop it out from the back of the green. It felt like every time I looked up, and that, that was Rom at uh, Rom at eleven. <laughs> finally, let it go. Just like fucking PGA, great fucking job. Uh, it was like f bomb Friday. Spieth screaming f bombs on fourteen in his bunker predicament. Rory let one go at I think 14, it was fourteen t. t. 14 t. at eleven. Not that whatever. Who like it's it's Colin cable. let one go. I believe Colin did. Okay, it was yeah, hot. Mike. So, it was a hot mic day. <laughs> Yeah. Hot Mike Friday. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've seen a lot of that every time I look up. There's just too many balls flying through the green, to, and then the chip down, and you try to one putt. But I, I know there's new. There, there's some variety in, in those holes. It just feels like the preponderance of what I've seen. Um, no, but it's been good. I, 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 I gotta imagine Wingfoot's not happy with Bryson's comment last night about 
Uh, it's not like Wayne Foot. There's way more nuance here that, than just than Wayne Foot because you know it's just not pure bomb and gouge is what he called. You know he's basically reduced Wayne Foot to and, and did in, in 2020. But uh, I, I find it interesting enough. And, and like Andy said, it's a good changeup from the Masters or an LACC. Um, what other notes do we have? Is there someone who like most impressed you um, on Friday or, or through 36 holes co- combined? Who, who do you find? most impressive we, we heard a lot about sort of the fight and the grit here in the last three hours and, and i think a lot of the answers to that kind of question will be on those guys either making the cut line or a hovland and uh, brooks types really kind of turning it on late who most impressed you guys you, you go ahead joseph okay i mean i kind of been banging this drum on twitter but um, Rory was my pick to win. I don't pick Rory at every major. That's not how I feel. I think this major is an unbelievable setup for him. And he's basically brought his like C game ball striking wise. Mm-hmm. And he's five back with 36 holes to play. If Rory can just hit the ball a little bit better, he's, he looks so comfortable on these greens. I think he's going to have a very good chance to win on Sunday. So I'm not saying that I'm necessarily impressed with what we've seen so far. It's more like, He's kept it together despite not playing well. I think that the putt that he hold off of the green on two on Thursday mm-hmm. is just a monumental moment of, of his championship. Yeah. And if that doesn't go in, I don't think we're talking about him having a good chance right now. It, it, he's really turned it around. Very impressed with his grit. And I think he's going to have a really good chance come Sunday. I was a little less so impressed. You, you were. Yeah, you just you walked right into an Andy kind of. Uh, go ahead. I just I'm I'm so tired of the sloppiness. I just I look at the way uh, Scotty Scheffler, uh, a Brooks Kepka plays these majors and how they just like the. I guess their attention to detail just is so much. I I don't know if it's that. I don't know what it is. If it's preparation, is just so much greater because Rory McIlroy laid up into the fucking water today. Horrible. Um, Horrible. It's an in it's it's just inexcusable. You don't win majors. You win majors on the margins. You do not win majors by he's laying up. He's hitting iron off the tee to lay up. And you don't lay up because it goes into the water. I know it took a big bounce, but you you know the fairways are bouncing. You have to play the shot short of that water. If you if he takes five yards off that shot. You're perfectly fine. You have no chance of going in the water the way that water cuts in. And and to me, it's just like a greater theme, right? When you just think about Rory over the years, it's like these careless, like he's right in front of the green. It's just a 95% up and down and he hits the chip six feet by. It's the three putts from 15 feet over the years, like where you're just like, he's starting to get going and oh, he three putted from 15 feet. Or he missed missed the green on the short side when he really got it going. And, and it was a hard hole. He could have just used a par. And this was just sloppy. It's the seventh hole. It's a hard hole. You're you're deciding to lay back to take the water out of play and you hit in the water. It's it's absolutely like it's the it's the equivalent of like when you're in the trees and you decide to chip out and you hit a tree. It's like, well, like you're chipping out, like make sure the number one thing you have to make sure you do is to stay under the trees, you know? Um, and I just like, I, it's so frustrating because like he's five shots back. It's a big difference to be four shots back, a huge difference. And he just threw a shot away, just threw it away. And 
guys like Scheffler don't throw shots away like that. Look, I, I uh, totally agree, but I, w- I will push back on that in that yeah. he also on number six hits his tee shot in the water, makes a really good up and down there. Almost to save got lucky there. He said he got lucky on multiple tee shots. He was he, lucky he's to play lucky, two but shots. He's hanging in there. Like it is easy I, to eject and, and he's five yeah. back now. The course is an amazing setup. Did he miss an opportunity on 13 today? Absolutely. Like could he could he be two or three under? Sure. But he's hanging in there. A lot of guys aren't hanging in there, and it's a great core setup for him. I think he knows. I, I saw Kyle Porter put it out there on Twitter. Rory's going to tee it up and let it fly this weekend. That's the style he should play. I think there's a good chance he wins this golf tournament. Why? Well, I, I guess uh, if, uh, to push back on Joseph and Andy at the same time, like what gives you – like? I, I, first of all, Andy, I think you're sort of making a grand pronouncement off of one one shot, one decision – and it was bad. It was an inexcusable mistake. But also, like, I think to pronounce, like, his entire round sloppy based on that is, or, or I, not- there have been other mistakes in other majors. But, like, I think you're sort of, you're, you're, you're kind of, I don't know, making too much of a general, uh, a larger conclusion about the 70, uh, 18 holes based off of that one shot or 36 holes. And to, to push back on Joseph, nothing I've seen from the way he's been hitting it, like, that's the bigger issue. I'm super impressed that he's one under par with the way he's been hitting it, but I'm not convinced that's going to change in the next two days to be good enough to win. Does that make sense? Like maybe he gets whatever, 10th or something, but he seems to not know where it's going. And I guess, you know, a lot of, maybe that's better for a case at a course like this where everybody's missing fairways. Exactly. That's I just I don't mean. think he's hitting it well enough to win right now and he seems to not think it's going to change overnight but we'll see I, I agree with that by the way if this were Augusta I wouldn't feel the same way but this is such a good course fit that there are times where a player looks up at the leaderboard and is like wait I'm in 10th place and sometimes there's it's just a really good course fit this is one of them for Rory same with Bryson right great course fit for Bryson yeah I just I think about like Scotty Scheffler's round today and I'll just use this as like who impressed me the most Scotty Scheffler um what happens in golf is like you get hot, like you it's a it's a it's a period of round like a round is a holistic thing. Right. And it ebbs and flows just like your personal life in a way. Right. You have moments of high moments. You have lower moments like shit's always coming in, coming out. You're not always at the be- at your best. Right. But like when you are, you need to be in positions to capitalize on your best. And Scotty hasn't been like great the last two days and he's sitting there in first place and why he's there is he just doesn't make stupid mistakes he leaves himself in the right spots where it's easy to get up and down he you know like takes advantage of holes like 14 and 15 right like he got a couple like he got a he had the up and down on 14 which was like a good up and down 15 he gets a wedge in there close and all of a sudden what up he's our solo leader right like that's the thing the difference to me is like what happens so often with Rory it seems like is like by the time he gets hot he's already out of it and that's that's the masters last year um that's so many events with him right where he backdoor he comes riding up and it's like oh he played the he nobody was better on the weekend and the, we could have the same thing this this tournament right nobody could be better this weekend 
But we might go back and be like, he came up one short. Oh, yeah, he laid up in the water, right? And that's could that could that's just you can't lay up in the water, right? He might he I might end that. up yeah, winning. Yeah. He might end up winning, but like I you don't you don't usually win major championships when you just hand shots away. Couldn't that be a case of Scotty's just hitting it better? Like I know that's very simplistic than Rory. Rory's not hitting it well right now. Fifteen's a perfect case. Scotty, like I was completely confident he was going to get to that front right quadrant or, or close to it. JT and Rory, I was not just based on all the shots I've seen for the first two days, and they both kind of blew it out left, right up and over the ridge, and they're just grinding the two putt. I, I think they're just he's just hitting it better. I, I wouldn't say Scotty didn't. What did you say at the start? Scotty hadn't, didn't have his best. I think Scotty's been hitting it exceptionally well. He's, he's been he good. no bogeys yesterday. He's been good. I think yeah. he's been like good. Is he is he the best he's ever been? No, but like no. you know, like Rory. I mean, part of Rory's thing, like he's negative strokes gained off the tee, right? You know what hurts a lot is when you drive it in the water off the tee, and he drove it in the water on back to back holes off the tee, right? Like th- yeah. these are things. Like yeah. there's no reason for him to be negative off the tee unless he does stupid stuff but the again the flip side of that is this is not a course with creeks everywhere (laughs) there are two basically two holes there's more than two holes but if only a few holes where you can rack up a penalty and rory racked them up on both of them and he's still in the mix yeah it's it's a really good fit for him holes like 11 like how many players would you rather hit your tee shot on number 11 on, on the long par three like there's a few but not many i think he's going to be in the mix I, he looks very comfortable on these greens interesting who most impressed you Andy? i i guess scotty I, I guess i guess okay. scotty i mean like i think it's it's just the guy's a machine i yeah it's crazy you know it's i i thought it was interesting brooks playing with him the first two rounds and, and especially after the way the first round shook out right is like what Brooks said, and and not to go back. This is the full swing thoughts crew here. Full swing, but yeah, the yeah. full swing where he's like he's not even thinking about it, right? Like it just looks so easy for him. And and you you look at Scotty when he gets in these moments. The worst finish he has on the year is T twelve. I didn't like realize that until yesterday when I was just like looking it up, and I'm like, oh my, like I mean that's like college stuff. That's what dominant college players do against bad players he's doing this against the best players in the world playing a, a schedule filled with them you know and Designated, yeah, yeah. It, it's just unbelievable how good this guy is and it's just like where are the holes what how could this go bad and it's you when you think about when you look at it it's like hard to imagine where the 73 is or the 72 is you know it's like if he just goes about his business it always seems up to seems to be 68 67 and i don't think he's played great yet um i would say i was most impressed by bryson i fully expected him to shoot like 76 or you know 70 like granted the conditions ended up being not you know wasn't as windy as we thought uh, I was shocked. And then, you know, he, he gets punched in the face at six and many people were punched in the face at six today. But I just, I honestly thought he was going to shoot 76, 77 and just totally blow out. And, and instead he like, you know, he birdies three or four holes in the back, totally gets back into it. Takes, you know, I think he joined the lead or was one off again. Um, I knew I could see it happening yesterday. Everyone was going to write about Bryson. Everybody was like, you know, that was going to be the story because he might not be around. He might not be a story anymore. 
And everybody wrote about them, including me. I didn't even intend to. And it just, you know, 200 words became 500 or whatever it was. And I watched live from. And of course, Jaime Diaz, the GOAT, had like had the only kind of real insightful thing and in reporting I saw on Bryson and all the massive content about Bryson. Apparently, after the Masters, and he would never talk about this. Jaime went to Mike Shy, right? The guy who brought Bryson up in whatever it is, the Fresno area. The guy that was on the cover of the magazines with him when Bryson was, you know, in college. Apparently, after the ma- Jaime talked to him after the Masters, Bryson like I'm done. He called Shy, and they've had a falling out, like as Bryson has had with like everybody, <laughs> you know, his equipment, everybody who kind of came up with them. And they, they were uh, falling out. And he's like, you know, let's get back together. I don't think he's with Chris Cuomo, Cuomo anymore. Um, and sh- he was like, he, apparently, this is per Jaime, talked to Shy. He's like, I'm done with this. Ch- I just want to hit fairways and greens, fairways and greens. I'm done sending this. I'm done, like, living like this. I want to compete. He, like, walked off the Masters, like, completely humbled, like a moment of honesty, going back to his roots, going back to, like, the kind of golf you know, it, it's not like he was bad. He That was the problem I had with him saying the struggle of the five years. He wasn't bad in the, the thick boy days necessarily, but he wants to go back playing a kind of golf that he was great as an amateur, was great as 2018. And I thought that was completely interesting because I didn't see that in anyone's article. And Bryson didn't, maybe that's what he was alluding to. Instead, just started talking about dietary stuff and all his quotes. But I thought that was super interesting. He's back with this kind of OG coach and he just wants to get back to the way he was doing th- uh, things in Along those lines, like along those same lines, last year at the Open, I, I, Bryson was in the press center. I was peppering him with questions, and one, <laughs> one of the questions I he he started talking about like how he felt like he was close to his best, and I asked him, I was like, w- "Were you at your best in 2020, or were you at your best in 2018?" And he was like, "2018, without a doubt." So it's funny, like, you know, there's all this narrative about like he bulked up and won a U.S. Open, but he himself believed he was a better player in 2018 before that bulk up, before the distance gains. And like, this is the guy that the the way he's played this week was the way he used to play, which was just like um, machine like. Right. It wasn't just yeah. like, you know, he became kind of like a circus act. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought it, was, it speaks also to live like you just don't even know what these guys are doing, what they're up to. Had they, had he been on tour and we knew he walked out of the Masters sort of like shaken, like I'm done with this kind of life or done with this kind of golf life. And we'd see him at events, but we have no idea. Nobody talks. Nobody asks any of these questions. Nobody knows what he's up to. And so like nobody had heard that. And Jaime just kind of sprinkling that in and live from made an impact on me in terms of uh, Bryson's future this week and going forward, it, it seems like he's really is changing things from away from the YouTube bullshit. So, Joseph, you have anything on on that? Look I was going to say, I think it would be a little over dramatic to compare this to Phil in 2021, but I, I think like it's important to remember where Bryson in 2022, Bryson was awful, like yeah. truly bad. I was just looking up his results from the Farmers Insurance through the Memorial cut withdraw totally out of it at match play cut 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 i mean like just couldn't even keep the golf ball on the planet so again this is a really good setup for him but i do think he can hang he's got that talent and it's fun to have him back yep all right let's get to some disappointments but first let's do a quick ad read for our friends from uh, 
B-Dratty. Look at you. You're I'm wearing my, your B-Dratty. Uh, Liam Polo right now. Soft, comfy, just kind of lounging around. It's pretty, it's, it's on the chillier side here. Was, so it's not a sports season yet. I was wearing this yet. Russell crew neck. It's inside out because I took it off and threw it on my floor earlier. But, just threw it on the floor. But, that sounds like, <laughs> yeah, it's casual. You can throw that on the floor. You can get away with that. It was that chillier sometimes. this Maybe morning. Maybe not the shed. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, great. I love the Russell crew neck. That's one of my favorite pieces. It's still a little chilly. You and- do wear the pieces. <laughs> Yeah. You love the pieces like you're, you know, in the, the fashion. Institute oh, I'm high. I'm high fashion. <laughs> uh, you go to bdratty.com, use the promo code TFE. You get 30% off anything. Uh, whatever you throw in that cart, you're getting 30% off, which is a good chunk of change. They've been a big support of ours through the years. They will continue to do so this year. Uh, I don't know. I get this. You know, there's the Zach short. There's the sport polos. Once it starts getting really hot, there's a bunch of good layers, some really good vests like the everyday vest uh, or just go with the classic polo. Like, I don't know. You can't, you really can't go wrong with that. It's like a versatile thing. You wear out the dinner, you wear golf. Uh, if it's not too hot, uh, the Liam, the Peruvian Pima cotton ones. So go to bdratty.com. Use a promo code uh, TFE for 30% off. Thanks again to their, for their support this year. Um, most disappointing to you, Joseph, go ahead. Who kind of bummed you out? Whether it made the made the cut or not, who bummed you out? Um, it might be a tie between Finau and, and Xander. I think coming into this major, I think both of them really had something to prove. They're playing really good golf in their primes. And I was impressed that both of them started terribly and then totally turned it around. But then today, we didn't really get anything. And I think Xander in particular is playing at such a high level. I mean, Tony too, that... This was an important one to get in the mix, and they're they're not relevant at all headed into the weekend. So I'm going to say they're my biggest disappointments. I'd say Fitzy for me. Now he yeah. blew it on the 18. I kind of expected more. He's been playing better. It was obviously not good for the first two, two three months. Uh, obviously, one at Heart Heritage has been playing much better. Uh, I was shocked to see him miss the cut at a place like this. Um, it's kind of a bummer. Cam Young, another really bad showing from a guy who was among the favorites. I think a lot of people thought he would be among the three or four favorites. Andy, what about yeah, you? Cam Young for me. Um, okay. I think like uh, I didn't, I didn't have much expectations for a lot of guys, you know, out here, but that was one that I thought was like a, you know, when you look at what, what we were, what we've talked about, right. It's just take your driver out, blast it up there, get close. Like that's, that's the guy for that. Right. Um, you know, he, he's unbelievable with the driver. So that's, that was a disappointment for me. Um, you know what? I'm curious. What, who, who on the leaderboard are you most excited? Maybe outside of the, the top three about this weekend. I mean, I would go back to Bryson, but go ahead. Just watching him with this new approach. Uh, can I throw in one more disappointment and I'll, yeah. while you, while well, you guys consider that question like Joaquin Neiman I, I have like he's just gone he's like not on like what the hell no one was picking him and I understand no one was even had him among their top 10 15 no he wasn't even a part of preview con- I was like he is like an elite top, you know under 25 player and it's just kind of gone and he wasn't good this week he's he's gone he, I think he emceed yeah he's 74 74 Anyways, kind of disappointing that the whole, whatever the promise of, it's not all gone, but sort of the trajectory of Neiman has sort of hit a, hit a 
snack here. Well, the only thing on that, I guess, just from watching Neiman a lot in person, I think he really does like to flight it. And like the the style of golf this week is probably not ideal for Joaquin. I wouldn't rule him out of the US Open. Listen, managing Team Torquay is tough. (laughs) Also true. Uh, Who are you most excited about uh, on that first page, aside from the leaders? First two or three guys. Joseph? I mean, this is kind of an out there one, but I think we should mention it. I don't expect him to get in the mix, but I'm so impressed with Michael Block and what he did today. I'm a blockhead. Stone cold shank on number five. He like I mean that was lucky. Around. That was, was so lucky. It should have been out on buried. off the property. Sure, but but then he stood up and striped an iron shot on number six. Like this guy is playing unbelievable golf at any for anybody's standard, let alone a PGA professional. He's playing so far above his expectations. Do I think he's gonna bomb out this weekend? Yeah. But he might not, and that's pretty exciting. I mean, the, he, was a, thing, he was a godsend for ESPN in the first morning wave because they it was slim, right? It's like Phil and DJ. They, he was the story. He's been great. Go the ahead. The thing Adrian. about Block, too, is he played the bad side of the draw. He's like, yeah. if you look at his side of the draw, he'd be in second. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Big, it's unbelievable. Big pet. Big pet peeves from the broadcast, or not the but but the coverage broadcast. So Andy North, like I mean, he's seventy three. I just like I think they got to get some guys of of contemporaries who are more understand the current game. That's not to bag North, but um, one of my big pet peeves with the broadcast, more with the PGA, it's related to block. We have. The like PGA Club Pros thing is now branded. It's like the Caring Bridge fi- or Core Core Bridge Financial Top Twenty. Uh, you're like we now bring in Michael Block. Michael, you're leading the Core Bridge Financial PGA Leaderboard. Congrats on being the Core Bridge Financial Low Club Pro. Like how the same guy who sold the Wyndham Rewards sold this. How did the PGA Club Pro Leaderboard get sold to some financial services firm? And what co- what amount of that money is being trickled down to the twenty eight thousand pros? Like who's 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 bagging that money? I cannot believe that is branded the club. Pro. I want to know what it costs. Right, right. What does it What's cost the rate? to sponsor to, to be the the core bridge list of PJ? I would actually love to know. You could tell me that's five thousand dollars. You could tell me that's sixty five thousand dollars, and I don't think I would. I would flinch at either number. <laughs> My guess is they kicked in a shit ton of money to be a general sponsor and like an add-on was you can be the, the PGA Club Pro Leaderboard it was, sponsor. It was maybe, maybe it was a lever. Maybe it was like, if <laughs> if you sign this this month, we'll give you this sponsorship. I just, it was getting obnoxious. Like if you're Michael Block there and you have to listen to the guys like, congrats, Michael. You're the uh, Corbridge Financial Low Pro. Uh, it's like, geez. But he's he's an incredible story. He was fun. He got emotional afterwards talking to Michael Eves in that interview. Also talking about, you know, someone asked him he was beating John Rahm. You know, did you know that? And who, he like started tearing up. Who are you up. taking on the tournament, John Rahm or, or Block? I mean, let's do that. Contender, pretender, too far back. How far back is too... You know, we had all these... This sort of parade of commendations for the grit and character of these people like JT and Rom, the heart of a champion, as these guys kind of crawl across the cut line. Speed. It was like an hour of this. Um, 
I, I'm going to take Rob against Block if that's what yeah. you're giving me, the head-to-head stuff. He's got a four-shot cushion. I think, he, I think he needs a seven or eight-shot cushion. <laughs> was he eight shots better today, Rom, right, than he was on Thursday? I think he I shot think he went, 60, like, 60, uh, 68. And, and it was 70. like a, a rough 68. It felt like it should have been like a 65 or so, just based off of some breaks. And some, something happened on his swing on 12 that caused a bogey. Like he, he, did you see that? He like threw down his fan. He's just staring down somebody. Like taking his yeah, glove yeah, off. He's, like, yes. He was like he was like standing over his club, taking his glove off glove off one finger at a time, staring somebody down. <laughs> that hard pull on uh was 16. it sixteen? Yeah. Just total yank. Uh I mean is it too far back? He's four yeah, over. I, a lot of I, big that, players in head. The of problem yeah. is like it's not you know, I think with Augusta or even like Southern Hills last year, you could say Hey, you know what? 63, 66 is out there on the weekend, right? If you played just out of this world, you could shoot those scores. Here, yeah. like if you play out of this world, what is it? Like 67, 68? And it's like, so, he's, so he gets to one under. If he does that, if he shoots 67, 68, he gets to one under. All these guys aren't coming back to one under. What do you think? Yeah. The, what's the winning score? I think s- six gonna... or seven. Yeah, d- it's raining all day tomorrow, right? Uh, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe better. So three guys, you know, three Rory... guys at five under, two guys at three under, and then it's it starts to get bunched up. You're saying winner six or seven under? That's what you like? I I I thought like maybe it's eight. I don't know. What do you think? I'm I'm going eight, eight to nine. I, I'll I'll say eight. So you're that would mean one of I would think Scheffler, Connors, or Hovland, right? Or do you think it could go one of the threes could get all the way to I think nine I think Brooks Brooks could get up there. Okay. I will okay. say I think Rory can get there. I think anything at even anything at even or better is in play right now, is my belief. Contender pretender, Justin Suh, three under. He's uh T four. Go ahead, somebody. Contender pretender. pretender. <laughs> okay. I love Justin's. Uh, I hate doing it, but pretender. Callum Terran, pretender. Joseph, come yeah. on, give me He's, a Callum he Terran. Came stat the, that he came out of the. He came out of the worst group in the in worst the, group of the Hodges. I know he, he he read the the you know bulletin board material. I mean, he's uh, a fit, ta- right? He is a course fit, but I I don't expect him to win. Here's a good one. Corey Connors, five under, T1, contender, pretender. And I just want to add this bullshit about him playing close to home that I saw <laughs> happening on Thursday night. With the, I almost lost my Home is four and a half hours away. It's a home from game. Rochester. It's a home game. It's such a reach. It's such a narrative pushing reach. Like they're doing it with all other Canadians, I think. And I get it. Like everybody's all the Canadians love to, you know, overplay the Canadian connection on anything. Like he's four and a half hours away. That's not, that's just not, it's not a thing that he's playing for. You know, Tour social media account put out like he, this course is only 75 miles from the Canadian border. Like Corey <laughs> Connors feeling the love today. I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, first of all, why is the border the metric? But also like, what's yeah, right. the maximum number of miles that you can still say that? Like it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. 
I mean, you could do that for, I mean, the Rocket 3M. I mean, the border's yeah. close. Um, there's all sorts of, where, where do you stop? Is it 100 miles? Is it, you know, 150? That's a co- contender or pretender. Corey Connors, five under. Um, Andy? I just, I do feel like he's a spitting image of Jason Duffner from, if you just look at the way he Completely. plays golf. It's like. I can't believe you said that. I was thinking that watching. Yeah. It's crazy. I, 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 yeah. It's, it's, he's a, he's Jason Duffner. And it, it's like of all the, of all the courses, like if, who's the best flusher on the PGA tour that is like a, a not a great player. It's probably Corey Connors. Like, and if you, the Very thing good. about Corey Connors is he runs into birdies because he hits it so freaking close. Like every <laughs> single round, every single round I see him, he seemingly has like a couple tap-ins. So, you know, at this golf course, this golf course, as Joseph alluded to in his uh, Hovland profile, it does mitigate like really weak short games because you're just hacking it out. That's another reason I don't like thick rough is that it li- literally like just like takes away the skill of short game. So, you know, one of the things is with Hovland and Connors there, it's really it, they become very elite players when chipping's not in the equation because like it's you know everybody's kind of just guessing how it's going to come out and just real quick on the duffner comp duffner didn't win the pga on a hot week he won it on a normal duffner week like he he's he kind of swept a bunch of putts around the hole and even i think on the 18th i remember it it was like a disaster like he had a typical jason duffner putting week and still won he hit so many of them so close and uh it wasn't just a hot week Anyways, uh, Joseph, contender, pretender on Connors. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll give it relative to market. What is they're giving him? People are generally giving him what a, a ten-ish percent chance. Seems reasonable to me. I, I don't. Ex- con- yeah, I don't really expect it to be Corey Connors, but <laughs> right, right. I'm Hovland. With you wrote about Hovland. Where are you now with Hovland after thirty-six holes? Comes in. Uh, he all of a sudden, it, it was just like he kind of was under the radar. Does that does that feel fair in terms of like he was three, four, five back, kind of just playing with with around a lot of stars in that wave, and then all of a sudden he birdies eighteen. He's like, oh, he's actually tied for the lead. Uh, where are you with Victor? Cont- for me, he's a contender. Um, obviously, I, I wrote the thing about him this week. His short game can be really weak, and as Andy just said, that's one thing I've been really disappointed in the. The around the green play is not difficult. It's a lot of judging how a ball is going to come out of thick rough. We'll give Hovland his flowers for his bunker shot on 11 today. I think it was one of the best shots I saw today. It was a sick bunker shot. But um, I think he's a contender. Really been impressed with his putting this year, especially at Augusta. And he's a, I mean, he stripes the ball. Very smart strategically. I'll say he's a contender, but wouldn't be like my first name or two. What about uh, DJ and Cantlay at one over? No, you're cutting it at Rory at even. Yeah, Lowry. Okay. Not even Cam Davis at one over. <laughs> He's not choosing DJ or Cantlay at one over. I, I should, don't. I, I don't think, think Joseph might take Cam Davis over over Cantlay at one over. <laughs> I would not. Uh, <laughs> hey, what do we make of this new speed putting deal? I mean, it's it's a bizarre looking thing. His new just sort of approach. I, I it's, mean, it's kind it's of what, what happens when you're just a guy. He was he his behavior out of the bunker. 
his behavior at 14 was kind of unbecoming. It was, it was, I get that he got a bad break. I get that he was, it Why? was BS. Why? What was a bad what? break? What was it? No, break? I mean, he, I, he got a bad lie. Whatever. I get that he felt wronged by it. And people, I, I feel wronged by golf shot. He, he was acting like a little brat. He was unbecoming. He was, I, I thought it was too much. Am I wrong? I, and I generally speak fan and defender. Like if I was playing with him, I would be a little annoyed. I don't know. I don't know who he's with. Hoblin. Um, Joseph, you agree? It seems like you're shaking your head there. He was being kind of a little brat. Yeah, I, I didn't love the reaction to like, I did everything right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. your ball's plugged. It's not impossible. Other other people are plugged. Like, I, <laughs> I don't have a lot of... If he hits a sprinkler hat, I've got sympathy. If it's plugged in a bunker because you hit it there, you I don't hit have it in a bunker. You hit it in the bunker. Right. That is a risk, a risk of hitting it in the bunker. Right, so, especially with from the tee, right? I mean, these guys are sending, you know. They're trying to hit it in that, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who? Uh, the putting, though, looks bizarre. It's a, it's a weird different stance on a couple of those. Um, I think, what else? Anybody other got notes, thoughts for the weekend? I think just because just I think we got to hit on it, 31 coming in for Brooks, and he's oh, yeah. three back. Like, who are you taking? If everyone were starting at the same score – Who's in the top ten right now? Is there anybody you feel you'd feel better about than Brooks? Scheffler, Scotty, yeah, yeah, Scotty. But impressive. It's I, crazy how just old Brooks is back all of a sudden since Crooked Cat. You know, this is this ahead. is three majors in a row for Hovland in this position. He's a young player. You get more comfortable every time, and I think like that's one thing. Like you know, he obviously like was. At the open, it was like really the first time he's been in it, in it. And he struggled. He wasn't great at the Masters. This one feels like it might fit him a little bit more than those two. I, I'd be worried. I, I think Victor Hovland's got a really great chance. Obviously, he's there. But like, I don't think it's uh, I wouldn't be like, I think he's the T to green. This is a great place for him. T to green. You have to hit some like longer shots into greens and he's just such a good iron player, right? Especially particularly a long iron player. And he's a very accurate driver. Like he's got enough giddy up in the driver, but he's, he's super accurate for how long he is. Did you hear his post round? I did not. It's like, I'm not longer. I'm no longer. I was young and dumb or something about his prior strategy. I'm aggressive. I just, I'm going to go. Yeah, he did say that. They asked him what he's figured out, and he was Marty Smith, I believe. And he was like, well, I'm, I, I'm such a good ball striker that sometimes I think I've taken on too many pins when I was younger, yeah. and now I'm more conservative. And when I get out of position, I'm just thinking about what's the easiest par. Victor's somebody who really understands that stuff, and I, I think over the weekend you'll see that discipline on display. So it, it's, it's a big deal. Like Scheffler and Hovland understand that stuff really well. That was that was a great quote. I mean, he says like when I'm feeling it and I know I'm striking it well, I just tend to go. I probably hit too many pins, <laughs> and like how how can you not sometimes when you you're a world class golfer and you're hitting it well, it resisting that, that urge. Yeah, yeah, yep. All right, I think that does it for this Friday night podcast. Joseph, thank you for joining us. Maybe we'll have you back. I don't know if you're you don't have too many weekend plans. You could jump in, dive in. He's, he's you know, probably take got, a victory got lap got on Rory. Plans. He's, he's young and you know young Joseph. Yeah. Got stuff to do. Um, Young Joseph. Probably no plans. <laughs> Young Joseph in Austin, you know? Young Joey. Uh, yeah, Young Jay. Um, 
All right. Thank you for joining us. We will be back Saturday with more thoughts on uh, the 54 hole mark. Thank you guys. Follow Joseph Lamagna on Twitter. Subscribe at Finding the Edge. Subscribe to Finding the Edge newsletter for uh, kind of insightful writing from a somewhat analytical, but also other perspectives on golf and other sports. He could be called a data boy. Subscribe to his newsletter, Finding the Edge. Yeah, he's a full-fledged data boy, but he's got other interests (laughs) and other abilities, other takes. All right. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you Saturday.